What a piece of junk. <laughs> I'm funny how? I'm funny like I'm a clown and you lose you. Over the line! And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger. Turn on me like lava! Is there air? You don't know! They took the little ones. I am an FBI agent! I know, man, isn't it wild? Hey there, Junkheads. Welcome back to another episode of Junk About Movies. We will be continuing and finishing up the Women's Movie Character World Cup uh, series that started last week, where we did the group stage portion, and now, coincidentally, timed with the knockout rounds of the actual Women's World Cup. hey look at how that works out. Uh, we'll be going through the knockout stage. So advancing to the knockout stage from the group stage are the top two uh, characters from each group, plus... Four third place finishers, and I'm not even going to review all of them. Just go back and listen to that episode to know who advanced, or listen to this episode because we're going to be talking about them. So more than one way to skin that cat. And rejoining me to talk about the uh, best and most iconic women characters of all time are the two ladies who joined me last week. They were not together on the episode last week. I recorded half of group stage with one half of group stage with the other but now all three of us together talking about these iconic female characters so with that being said joining me today are jane and amalia how's it going jane it's going good i'm pumped uh i feel like it's getting harder and i'm also excited to get amalia's point of view and how's it going amalia hello hey ladies and gentlemen um it's good uh excited to be back and yeah same to see what what jane's Hot takes on these. I was about to give you shit if you did not include after she set you up so nicely (laughs) that you were excited to hear Jane's point of view. So I'm glad. Yeah, well, that would be rude. I would have been fine. (laughs) I don't give a shit about Jane's point of view. Thanks for having me on the show. (laughs) I plan to talk over you the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, that works. Uh, I already asked you guys last week, you know, what you thought of this list as a whole. I don't really have a setup question for you this week because I feel like, you know, you've kind of you've kind of said that already. But any any general thoughts before we get into the tournament and knockout round itself? Hmm. Um, definitely a uh, cross genre representation here, which is good. So I feel like we've covered a lot of our bases. I agree. I also feel like, you know, there's some that left in the previous round that I'm like a little sad about, but for the most part, I think I think most of the ones I, you know, my top individuals have are keeping moving forward. So, yeah. I think we can all agree that Street was probably the heaviest collateral damage of group play for and sure. that was just uh, you know, based solely upon what group she landed in. So, luck of the draw sometimes. Yeah. But now, now it's matchups and head-to-head, so the best one advances each round. So now we can get down to the nitty-gritty, in theory, on who the most iconic uh, female movie character of all time is. So the way it worked out, uh, I basically, after everyone advanced, racked and stacked those winners and, and advancees based on their performance in group stage. So if you got the most votes... You were the number one seed. If you got the least votes and just made it to the knockout round by the skin of your teeth, like those four third-place finishers, you were the bottom one. And and then I 
basically gave the top eight vote getters an advance, so they got to buy to the next round. We will not be talking about them in this first round, and then it's just match up head to head after that. Does that make any sense whatsoever? Because I put a lot of effort into it, guys. <laughs> yes, wow. I have what, done it so differently. What amazing math skills you have! Amazing. Wow. Yeah, I think it's pretty easy to follow, and yeah. I also think if somebody wants to check the math, uh, then they suck. So yeah, that's agreed. The and they'll yeah. and they'll never see the actual votes. So um, <laughs> I am yeah, judge. Rigged. I am judge and jury in this thing. <laughs> No, I held true to the voters and not my own opinions. Um, okay, so first matchup, what we're going to do for this first round is I basically gave, we're doing it ESPN first take style in a way. Uh, Jane's taking one point of view in the matchup and Amalia's taking the other, whether they agree or disagree with that point of view. And we're just going to kind of rattle off these first round winners so that we can get to the uh, the good stuff, as it were. There might be one, actually, let me, there is one that we didn't talk about in group play that we will spend just a little bit more time on uh, because we just didn't get to her. And I think Jane knows who that is. I do. So first matchup, we have Imperator Furiosa from Mad Max Fury Road, as played by Charlize Theron, versus Louise from Thelma and Louise, as played by Susan Sarandon. Who has the left side again? Who's taking who? I do. All right. I've got Furiosa. Tell us why Furiosa should have won, Amalia. She would drive a car over Louise with her friggin' cool, like, crazy Mad Max cars. It could take on the little convertible. She would just push her off into the canyon. One could argue it does end better when Furiosa drives a car than when Louise drives a car, just based solely on their movies. So, if nothing else, at least their driving skills are one, one's better than the other. So, that's my take. I feel like I would argue maybe the one thing that Louise would do is drive, though. So I feel like Furiosa has <laughs> a few other skills in her. <laughs> like that That's like maybe the one thing she could actually go to, to bat at. But also, I think in terms of iconic Thelma and Louise, it's a well-known character duo, and um, it's stood the test of time so far. So if we're thinking about something that um, kind of has a long-term uh, impact on society. Louise is definitely got the upper hand there. Louise is a good one. Love me some Louise. Uh, would either of you have batted an eye if I had have included both of them together? Thelma and Louise is like a a uh, a wholesale package duo, <laughs> essentially. No. 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 I, I, think, I think I'd been down with that. They would have Do you think I picked it that way? Uh, yeah, they probably would have done a little bit better. Uh, do you think I picked the right one of the two? E- yeah. Based yeah. on the movie, yes. But I feel like based on if people haven't really seen it, Thelma is like the first name. So then that's they true. might be like her. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's a fair point. And maybe that's what happened because Imperator Furiosa uh, won the matchup 12 to 7 and advances to the next round. Can't is that how you guys voted? I'm trying to have that pulled up as I go, but I need to do some. I'm pretty sure that's how I voted. Yeah. Uh, yes, I did. Okay. So we all agree because that's how I voted as well. Actually, disagree. I did end up voting for Louise. That may be because I saw Furiosa was definitely going to win and just wanted it Ugh. to be a little bit tighter because <laughs> it's really kind of a coin flip between the two for me. I do love Louise a lot. So 
I would not have been I, disappointed. I definitely pretended like I don't know what my my how I voted, even though I have the message pulled up right in front of me. So I definitely do know. <laughs> and I be voted too cool. For too cool for school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of too cool for school, golly, what a segue! Wow, wow. Our so next matchup is been doing this for a while. Our next matchup is Regina George from Mean Girls as played by Rachel McAdams versus Rose from Titanic as played by, I'll get it right this time, Amalia, Kate yes. Winslet. <laughs> what did you say so fast? Did you say I just Kate like Blanchett blank, No, I didn't say anything. I, there was a whole group where I just couldn't it just remember stopped. anyone's name. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. like uh, something f- fried in my brain and I just, <laughs> I think I, I was going to call Emma Watson like Emily Watson or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah that it was, was bad. For sure, what happened? It was a one group yeah. hiccup. I recovered because it was early on. I would say well, it was not great. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm good at improv, so I stepped in as host for two seconds. So that was fun. Thankfully, <laughs> slowly working my way to ruling this thing. Thankfully, Molly just has a good memory and can remember yeah. people's names. Mm-hmm. That's it. Nothing else, though. Don't ask me anything yep, else. That's it. All right. <laughs> Uh, Jane, you'll lead off for, for this one. Why should Rose win this matchup? Well, if you were her salesperson, because Titanic is one of the highest-grossing films of all time. It is like everyone has seen it. It again has a little bit more, uh, you know, like history to it. And she is kind of a super badass woman who, um, I don't know. I think people when <clears throat> they think of Titanic, they think of the shots with her and Leo, they don't, they don't only think of Leo. So, uh, she, she carries the movie and she's kind of a, a, a well-known lady. I do agree. Yeah. When I think of Titanic, I think of the two of them on the bow and I think of her with her, you know, arms spread out or whatever, him holding her, whatever they do in that movie. Um, <laughs> wow. You've clearly seen it so many times. I've only seen it the <laughs> once cause it's not good. Uh, <laughs> I do have to question Don't her. Don't tell James Cameron that. <laughs> I, well, he'll tell me about Avatar 2, 4, 5, uh-huh. 6, and 7, and 8, and 9, 10 coming out. Um, I do have to question her decision-making pre the movie because she was with Billy Zane at some point, which just really is not a good look. Uh, but yeah, Amalia, why should Regina George beat Rose? Oh, God. Regina George is the queen of the jungle. She is the, as they put in the Mean Girls musical, she is the apex predator. She is ruthless and cunning and pretty and smart. Smarter than people give her credit for. And honestly, like, she is probably one of the best. I think what makes her iconic is she is relatable to a bunch of women um everyone knows the regina george in their high school so that feels like a lasting impression well said and uh i believe you you won't get any pushback from uh jane nor i and because we all voted for regina george in this situation actually no wait i looked at a wrong matchup i was about to be really disappointed in you amalia we all (laughs) voted for regina george in this one and i would say if you threw her back in time she would be Kathy Bates in the movie Titanic, probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or she'd be the iceberg, honestly, but... Oh, touche. Uh, yeah. 
and fear not because Regina George beat Rose 14 to 5. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that because I, I really just only felt compelled to put Rose in because that movie made so much goddamn money. Uh, that was basically <laughs> the only reason. She bought her way. Yeah, she bought her way in. It was hard for me to vote for her. She's, yeah, she's not, a, she's not an icon in my book, for sure. Uh, and geometry challenged when it comes to um, <laughs> shapes and what fits. Yeah, sure. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that came out a lot yeah. weirder than everyone I leave that it up to interpretation. Definitely on talking own. about the door Titanic there. Titanic is a two-hour movie. <laughs> Definitely talking about the door there and not the car scene because I think. Well, I'll 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 move on. Uh, next matchup is it's a kids show. <laughs> It's definitely not. It's clearly listed as explicit on iTunes. Yeah, so I can swear all I want. Next matchup is uh, Dolores or Sister Mary Clarence uh, from Sister Act as played by Whoopi Goldberg versus Aaron Brockovich from the movie Aaron Brockovich as played by Julia Roberts. Amalia, why should uh, Whoopi, a.k.a. Dolores, win this matchup? I mean, truly... She's like the crowning jewel of that movie. I mean, it's great, and there's so many great things to talk about that movie, but, I mean, I can't imagine that Sister Act would have, I guess, the... I feel like it's a movie that everyone watched when they were younger and has left a really good impression in their minds over, like, all the years. And I don't think that that would be the same if Whoopi Goldberg wasn't in that role and made Dolores such a standout. Because she was funny, and also this was kind of during, like, Whoopi's, like, big... I guess this was like her big hoopla her moments of the 90s. Yeah, she was like yeah. hitting it. Um, and it was just like, it's a very funny role and she just crushes it. So I feel like it's a movie that people still look back very fondly of because, because of its character. I think in the previous episode we settled on it was either Sister Act or Hollywood Squares as her apex uh, in the mm. 90s. <laughs> I would argue maybe this one. I don't know if Hollywood Squares, but that's for another discussion. Yeah. <laughs> I was joking, but I did love Hollywood Squares. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> or maybe that was with Jane. Was that with you, Jane? No, you're, that was with me. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, but Jane, why should Aaron Brockovich win? Oh, man, because I, I actually, I could have seen Aaron Brockovich doing, doing a lot in this entire tournament because she is really, uh, it's almost like the things you say positively about Regina George, you could also say about Aaron Brockovich, but without the mean tint to all of them. Cause she is like super badass, but like obviously a gorgeous individual and in, and she just kind of comes in and takes no crap from anyone. And I think seeing her in that role is, um, I think there's a lot of women who would love to be that kind of powerful on all cylinders. She's smart. She's working for the people that need help. And she's also doing it with style and um, personality. I have to say, never seen Aaron Brockovich. So I believe wholeheartedly <laughs> in everything that Jane just said. <laughs> a resounding endorsement. <laughs> no, I do. You should I see do. it. I you need should to see definitely it. see it. I know. And and both of you apparently favor that over Sister Act or Whoopi Goldberg because you both voted Aaron Brockovich. However, Dolores won 10 to 9. So wow, a close see? one. People really love Sister Act. <laughs> Did you say, whoa, you voted on the rest of these, Jane. You should remember who uh, <laughs> kept 
popping up as yeah, they... but no. that's the joy of my experience. I don't yeah. remember anything like the next day. It's, it's a really <laughs> lovely world to live in. Yeah, it was a close one. That makes me uh, sad. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Take it up with the voters. I, I feel like Aaron Brockovich could have like taken the cake. Honestly, really? there's there's something super iconic if you were really like focused on the '90s. Uh, it's yeah. uh, that's a, a really big role. So I think because uh, she's based on a real character, right? Like a real, a real person. person named, <laughs> named Aaron Brockovich. Named Aaron Brockovich. Named Aaron Brockovich. Brockovich. Named Aaron Brockovich. A real so ass I feel name. Like, <laughs> I feel like that uh, has you know just in terms of iconic movie character that probably pulls down a little bit. I don't know how much that factored in for people, but um, I, I definitely thought about it. And then I never yeah. voted for her in any of it just because I've never seen the movie. So maybe she didn't get a fair shake for me. But I can't see all the movies, guys. It's chunk about movies, but there are a lot of movies. So. But you made the list. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, but that's the thing is I didn't You're want the junk part. I didn't want it to just be my, like, the most iconic movie female characters that only John Mark has seen. That's kind of a patriarchal view of, you know, this whole list, Jane. So. Wow. So woke. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Look at how awesome I am by not doing it that way is basically what I just said. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next matchup, though, where we have Amelie as played by someone help me out with her name. Audrey, Audrey Tattoo. Tata yeah, Tattoo. It just never, yeah. I want to say like, ta ta anyways, Audrey Tattoo <laughs> from Amelie versus Blanche as played by Vivian Lee from A Streetcar Named Desire. Uh, Jane, you're, wait, who went first last time? Amalia I, did. I, I Jane, did, yeah. you're up first. Why should Blanche win this matchup? Oh, man, because this is, like, such a, a really in-depth performance. And I'm, you know, when people think of Streetcar Named Desire, they probably think of, like, Stella. Stella. And, like, that, that <laughs> is what comes to mind. But, like, this movie revolves around <clears throat> Blanche. And she is so, like, you know, complex. You get to see this kind of deterioration of a person that also is still finding them their way you know she used to be this big southern belle and life isn't going right um so when it comes to kind of icon this is just like this is amazing writing done incredibly you know incredibly well acted and it's honestly why i go to the movies because this is the type of performance i want to see yeah i have to say um if this was a best performance list, this would easily make like top four, top five for me. Um, mm -hmm. I understand just because there's a lot of other stuff going on with that movie and it's a little bit, I mean, it's older. I understand why that might pull it down in like a iconic character tournament, although I still think she could have done better than what she did. Um, and just one quick note, when I think of the movie, even though I love this movie and all the performances in it, when I think of A Streetcar Named Desire, I think of Elaine Bennis because <laughs> she gets drunk in that episode of Seinfeld and yells Stella. So <laughs> wow. take, take that for what you will. Uh, Amalia, why should Amelie win this matchup? So I've never seen Amelie, but I will go <laughs> have ahead Have you seen and... Streetcar? Yeah. Okay, well, I have some questions. I know, because I, I voted against questions. it. Well, yep. yeah, we'll get to that, all right? You can pop a wall in a second. Um, my... My vote for this is going to be purely all over the place. Um, her name is close to mine, so 
that's a good thing. Um, I don't know. <laughs> French girls like her. Um, and I feel like every manic pixie girl loves this movie. Like, a lot. Um, all the, like, I don't know, cool, like, weird hipster girls really love this movie. So it must be really iconic for that reason alone. And there's my super hot take on Amelie, which I did vote for, I know, over... She you did. Desire. You did. Jane yeah, and I both and went with Blanche. Not that it would have. Uh, your vote would not have changed the outcome. No, and the only reason I actually voted for this, and I do agree though, the performance is really good. But I mentioned this in my previous episode that um, while Vivian Lee's performance is very standout, I do think that a lot of it has to do with the writing, and since it is based on a play, that was my only that was my only like line of delineation there for why I thought this role was good because it's, it's a very well-written character by Tennessee Williams. <laughs> yeah. And, and I guess more to the point, since Amelie won, that may prove amongst the voters that Amelie is simply more iconic and recognizable. Um, we talked about that last week, how I thought the poster might actually be a factor in that. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty iconic Probably. poster. It is. Um, I also have never seen Amelie. So got to get around to that one. That's been on the list yeah. for a long, long time. Same. I feel like it's on every flight. So, you know. Wait, I think that's actually, I think that's right, actually. I hate watching most, like, there's certain things that I will watch on a flight, and it is not a movie like that. Oh, man. They, I, this is so, sorry for the non sequitur, but I, I just was flying, and I watched All About Eve. Oh, wow. Right. I was You're like, way on back. I'm the only person on this flight watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is watching Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Which is a yeah. uh, that's a terrible way to watch Aquaman. Yeah. Probably. I would maybe watch fun. All About Eve because I've seen it before. So. Yeah. I'm never like, oh, this great iconic movie I've never seen. This tiny <laughs> five by four screen is exactly how I want to view it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, there you go. Um, so next time, maybe Amelie. I don't think you need a big screen for it. That's I know, but I need like not someone kicking me in the back and not someone mm. like <laughs> taking the arm rest away from me. That's what I need. Amelie won. I think I alluded that uh, eleven to eight. So we shall move on. Two. Speaking of Aquaman, man, you guys just keep lining them up. Wow, <laughs> uh, amazing. <laughs> Wonder Woman is played by, as we said last week, Gal Gadot, not Gal Gadot, from the movie Wonder Woman. And Oren Ishii is played by Lucy Liu from Kill Bill, only volume one. Slight spoiler alert. <laughs> Oops. Uh, Why? She appears in Kill Bill, volume two. Jane. Nope. Amelia. Amalia. Um, I just said Amelie. Amelie. <laughs> Amalia. Amalia. Uh, yes. Yeah, why should Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman win this? Wow, say that ten times fast. I mean, wow, Wonder Woman. Where, who, how do I unpack that? Um, as someone who has gone as Wonder Woman for Halloween like three years, um, where do I begin? <laughs> Lazy. Um, okay, excuse me. <laughs> no, I made a kidding. costume, so rude. Um, and I also jumped on that bandwagon before this movie came out. So y'all a bunch of haters. Um, I'm just kidding with you. I don't, so, I don't. I don't even dress up, so you're doing good. Aside from that she has a lot of icon iconography attached to her because of the comics, um, the movie was highly successful and kind of, I think, brought a resurgence of um, old fans and then brought in new fans, a younger generation to Wonder Woman. 
and uh, the lovely Gal Gadot was fantastic and really brought, uh, I think, a very a character that people have a lot of attachment to and a lot of, I think, preconceived ideas of how they would want it on screen and brought it to life in a very well-done manner. She she executed something that people had hoped and wished for for many years. So that's why I think that she should win. Plus, she's cool. I mean, it yeah, it was definitely kind of a cultural impact thing. It was a huge earner from that year. Uh, I think a little bit more critically well-received than it should have been. It's like, it's it's... Just because you're the best DC movie doesn't necessarily mean you're that great of a movie. Me personally, that's my personal opinion. Uh, but yeah, the impact, which is what iconicness is getting towards, definitely checks all the boxes there. But Jane, why should Oren Ishi win this matchup? Because without having like 80 years of background about her, she comes on the screen, and even though I feel like she isn't in the movie for long. She makes a huge impact. Um, mm-hmm. It's some of the coolest fight scenes, and you, I feel like oftentimes female fight scenes are overly sexualized or they become um, just kind of like a, a throwaway. Like, this was really given the time and day, and I feel like the way that they fight is just, like, very almost like a ballet but it's you know like i can remember moments of that and the like all the scenery around it um as well as like i think she's wearing maybe i'll be wrong but she's wearing a white type like flowy kimono almost robe i think it's like blue and white yeah yeah i think she wears a couple during the movie but they're in the snow too so there's like a lot of white yeah Yeah, the the snow that yeah and so um she's a super badass in a way that's like she just gets to be that. She doesn't have to be anything more than uh, an incredibly tough character. And um, so I think she, when I think of like people that are kind of this complicated bad guy type stereotype, I feel like women don't get to play that as much. And this is like a really great example of that. Yeah, she's a great villain. Ruthless, uh, kills a lot of her own people uh, or flips out on people in general. Um and if you like Oren Ishi, you should see the movie Lady Snowblood because mm-hmm. he pulled it's from the 70s, kind of a oh. genre uh, samurai slasher kind of exploitation type movie. Surprise, mm-hmm. Tarantino loved it. Uh, wow. <laughs> but it is good. It's fun. Uh, it's and you can I mean, the parallels are really easy to see from the very first scene uh, of that movie. So check it out. Cool. That worked out well the way I had you defend because Jane voted for Oren, Amalia voted for Wonder Woman. I also voted for Wonder Woman. If it was like personal choice, like which I guess it is because I could vote for whoever I want. <laughs> that is how this vote works. It's yeah. not like you're voting for the president. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not that that's ever mattered to anybody ever. Um. You know, Wonder Woman just has such great policies that how could you say? <laughs> well, she could probably do a better job with Israel. Yeah, so honestly, if it was the presidency, I would vote Wonder Woman hands down between the two of them. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> but I think I just factored in the like at large impact, the cultural impact, a little bit in some of these matchups. And while I personally like Oren more, it just felt weird saying like, yeah, she's way more iconic than Wonder Woman to me. So that's why I did not. And Wonder Woman won out 16 to 3. So 
Jane, you were one of the three voters. Yeah. You had a really good argument. And honestly, when I think of Kill Bill, like that's probably one of my favorite scenes in a like, movie probably ever. I think that I remember watching that for the first time yeah. and thinking, wow, this movie is really fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, it was super cool. And then I'm like, gosh, sometimes Tarantino could be so cool. And then and then he just does stupid, gory stuff. And I'm like, nah, okay. <laughs> like There's I, a fine I like line. him but you know like you're like there are moments of greatness and then there's just kind of standard for him and save that save that all for the quentin uh the quentin tarantino the quentin taran tournament that i will be doing oh uh, god later on <laughs> Uh, well, we... I can't wait to hear you say Taren Tournament 50 times over. I'm gonna mark, <laughs> mark on my calendar that today's the first day I ever heard that ever. So. It is the first time wow. I've revealed it. I think I'm doing a movie character, mm. like all the characters from Tarantino's movies, I'm doing a tournament for that. Oh, you don't so want to do a Tourney Tino? You know, you're definitely going to go with Taren Tournament. <laughs> Taren Tournament. Or movie Taren <laughs> Tourney. Movie Taren Tourney. Oh, turny, turn, turny, turny, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's stay on topic that sounds, with yeah, yeah, this yeah. one. Although, Women. I do want to say the bride should have made it out of her group. I'm very disappointed that uh, that Uma Thurman from Kill Bill did not advance pretty far in this. Same. Yeah. Well, you so. hate to see it. <laughs> that seems dismissive, <laughs> but. <laughs> I, I mean, this is what it is. She Man, killed Bill. Di- so. You're just trying to help me roll it along, so we, we shall <laughs> and move along to uh, Marge, as played by Francis McDormand from Fargo, versus uh, Norma Desmond, as played by Gloria Swanson from Sunset Boulevard. I, I went into the Broadway play there, which is a good uh, <laughs> good good version of the story, but the movie's better. <clears throat> Who's up? I can't, you'd think I could keep I think this it's straight. Jane. It's, me. it's me. It's <laughs> me. I know it's hard. There's two of us. Uh, (laughs) Well, okay. This one is just so easy for me. Norma is such a cool character. And honestly, like Sunset Boulevard in total is amazing, but it's amazing because of that character. And she's incredibly complex. It's so fun to see an older woman get that much like screen time. She's, like so many, you know, later on actresses say they base parts of their characters off of that. Um, and it, it's while it kind of deals with age and not being famous, there's this element of like deteriorating. Um, a- anytime you feel like you're kind of on the end of something, she she taps into that. So it's kind of this iconic performance that everyone can sort of relate to and yet it also is so crazy and well done so i i this this should have won the whole tournament if you ask me i don't know about the whole tournament but definitely should have (laughs) made it extremely far i'm not saying i disagree about i'm just saying i think that's i i could get on board with that jane uh because you don't even need like whereas others need like a scene or a movie to be iconic you just need the final still of the movie that's mm-hmm. all you need. So that's, that's uh, I don't know. That means a lot to me. So I love Norma Desmond. But let's hear why Marge should have won. Um, so I have to, we talked about Marge in the last episode. Um, I, I think that what's really great about this character is that it 
as you see a lot in Coen brother films, there's a lot of like grisliness with like a bit of dark comedy and it works really well. And they have a really good job of, they'll kind of play that along several different characters. And Marge is kind of the connecting piece in all of this. She is thrown amongst all the like grisliness of the story, but is also the comforting comic relief of it. And she's the hero that you want to root for. And it's kind of hard to put that into one person. Um, but they do it very, very well, and Frances McDormand does it so well, um, and she just kind of holds your attention through the whole film, which is really good and, and hard to do with, again, interweaving kind of storylines and stuff, so. For sure. Yeah. Uh, it might I think... Oh, go ahead, Jane. Oh, uh, I just was... It's, it's not often that they have, like, kind of a, a softer character that they really mm -hmm. spend so much time with, and it's funny to think about Frances McDormand now, because... You think of her in all those, like, very tough roles, and she's kind of like, I would be afraid to get on her bad side. But, like, <laughs> in that movie, she's so approachable and yeah. still a badass, you know? So it's it's uh, it's very cool. Yeah, it might surprise listeners. I, I've seen Fargo once or twice. It's been years, actually. This was on, you know, during my first foray into, I need to watch good movies, uh, this was one of the first ones that I like, you know, it's like, oh, Fargo. Yeah, it's supposed to be awesome. I'll watch that. Loved it. And I just, for whatever reason, have, you know, sought out just more new things as opposed to going back to that one for some reason. So I need to rewatch it. Um, I voted Norma. Jane voted Norma. Amalia voted Marge. And Marge won. And yet again, even if Amalia changed her vote, it would not have changed the outcome. Uh, Marge won 11 to 8. So another close one. But no cigar for... Norma. People need to go watch some old films. This is true. I'm mad that Holly Golightly didn't make it into this, but it's fine. It's fine. Well, she's in the. She made it. She she was one of the the ones that got in advance to the next through. round. Yeah. Yeah, but she. Oh. Oh, this is first. No round. spoilers on the outcome of the I, tournament. Okay. All right. My bad. Everyone, keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> Tune out now. Everyone's like, fuck this. I'm done. Oh, she's, Sorry, coming up next. she's coming yeah. up next. <laughs> wow. right, next matchup. Annie Hall as played by Diane Keaton. And surprise, the movie's called Annie Hall. Uh, and Mary Poppins as played by, um, Jesus, I did it again. Julie Andrews. Ju Julie Andrews. God, I was trying to say Judith for some reason. I wanted to know. I just who blank you said. sometimes. I was like, who's he gonna come out with for this? <laughs> James Duty <Goody> Dench. <laughs> uh, yeah. Emily Blunt. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Uh, Julie Andrews in the movie Mary Poppins. <laughs> Amalia, I think, is so up this me. time. Yes. Yeah. Um, Why should Annie Hall? Wow. Um, I feel like both of these gals would probably fight over wearing vests. I just feel like. <laughs> They both wear them, so that's that'd be fun. Um, and quirky hats, and actually. Ties. So this works out and really well. Ties. Yeah. yeah. Wow. They probably go shopping together. But Annie <laughs> Hall should win. I think. Um, what I think about Annie Hall, as far as terms of you know why that character sticks with people, is again, it's a very relatable character. She's sort of this haphazardly messy woman, and has this complicated, weird relationship with a man. And I think. Her, she's also just, like, not your typical, I guess, heroine for a romance. Um, and it's, you know, a rom-com if you want to really classify it as that. 
Um, and I think she's just more of a relatable heroine and seems much more down to earth. Um, and for that, and I think the, the way that Diane Keaton portrays her and I think the costuming also has a little bit to do with it. It, it kind of sticks in people's mind. Um, it really she's, does. She's just a cute little quirky girl. Um, so you gotta love Annie Hall. I like that. I like that a lot. And I will say why I like that a lot in a little bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jane, make the pitch for Mary Poppins. Uh, she well, sweet first bags. and foremost, <laughs> she does. Uh, Again, another thing I mean, that sounded thing weirder is... than I intended. <laughs> <laughs> bag, singular. She has a the bag. Thing uh-huh. That is hard about Mary Poppins, but is why she's so iconic. Is like she is introduced to everyone at a very young age, and she's exactly the babysitter every child wants to have. And so this movie, you know, it just hits people when they're young. And then it's something that you continue to remember as you get older because it's kind of the, like, as a parent, you'd love to have a Mary Poppins. And as a parent, you'd also love to be a Mary Poppins and inspire your kids to be, like, creative and use their imagination. And, you know, everything about her is iconic. Everyone knows they could paint a picture of what she looks like. They could see her coming in on a... Uh, umbrella and um, it's like somebody that is not going to not be relevant at any point I think that's a really good point with the childhood thing because she I guess maybe the reason I initially and I voted for Annie Hall uh, I might have been letting performance sway me a little bit there Uh, also I was a child the last time I saw Mary Poppins but you're right with the (laughs) thing of um, it's just something people know which is what iconic is kind of you know, getting at without they maybe have never even seen the movie potentially, or they were five or six or seven the last time they saw it. And yet everybody, everybody knows who Mary Poppins is. So, uh, you could convince me to change my vote, which wouldn't matter because Mary Poppins won fairly sizably, uh, 14 to five. Wow. Way to go. I voted for Annie Hall. Yeah. I knew you did. Molly, yeah, Molly voted for Mary Poppins. Um, do you? It was what Jane said. Why you voted for Mary? Yeah, Poppins? I mean, it was it was definitely a, a a movie that was like huge when I was a kid for me, and it was it definitely have a lot of warm fuzzy association with it. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. So we'll go to the final matchup of round one where we have Sarah Connor as played by Linda Hamilton in T2 Judgment Day. Yes, I'm saying just that one. She's also the one in The Terminator, but that's the one we're going with. Uh, (laughs) Versus uh, Elle Woods as played by Reese Witherspoon. She of Big Little Lies um, from Mm. Legally Blonde. You did you did better with that one, too. You called her Reese Witherspoon last time. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I did call her Reese. That's right. It's a yep, tough one. Yep. That's a tough one it to is say, a tough one. actually. Yeah. It is a weird name. All yeah. right, I'll kick us off because I'm I'm up. Uh I think Elle Woods in in my kind of growing up is gonna always be an iconic character. Um she is you know, she's super relatable in certain ways, and yet she's also such a caricature of a character. And um I I think everyone loves a story about somebody who kind of, like, comes back and proves everyone wrong. And you have to admit that, like, 
there's not really another uh, great example of somebody that's like just so fully plays into the Valley Girl style while also <laughs> ending up being really smart and kind of winning in the end. Like, you know, you could compare it to Clueless, which is, you know, the other kind of iconic California girl 90s role, but um, there isn't the same level of redemption. And so I think the Elle Woods character, everyone is, it's like something you could aspire to, but it's also a caricature and everyone can picture her in her little pink whatever outfit she's in and doing the bend and snap so uh she's she's made an amazing effect for you know being a character that probably a lot of people don't initially wouldn't like on paper agreed been a long time since i've seen legally blonde as well um but she yeah i when i think of reese i think of legally blonde like she just sort Mm -hmm. of yeah she embodies that Amalia, why why should Sarah Connor win this matchup though? Um, so definitely an iconic role because you have a very male centric genre sci fi. Um, is it's really cool to see, uh, especially also. I mean, this movie is literally centered around a male robot, whatever male <laughs> male identifying robot, um, if you will. And um, he's the Terminator. The, He's, it's a very, like, uh, you know, tech guns a-blazing um, sci-fi movie that this should be something that you would want a, a male action hero. I mean, this is, and this is also the 80s. Like, we're, we're in the, the era of Die Hard. You want a John McClane fighting this badass guy. But here you have Linda Hamilton who, like, knocks it out of the park. It's a very iconic role, and it's something that I think the sci-fi fans really embraced. Um and that's kind of hard to do because, I mean, it's not like the 80s were like some everyone was like super into, I guess, women being in lead roles. I mean, sure, but not in every genre. Um, mm-hmm. And I think um, she really won over um, the the fans on that and is a standout. And I think people, as much as they obviously remember Arnold Schwarzenegger being in The Terminator, people still remember Linda Hamilton. So I think that's kind of hard to do when you have a very male dominated like background to begin with. But she stood out. So she should win. Yeah, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how much of that same magic she can capture in the upcoming Terminator sequel that I can't even remember what the subtitle of it is. It's, uh, Terminator. Judgment to Salvation. No, they've done Salvation. They've done... No, I know. I just threw all the titles together so that... Golly. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. I could not tell you right now what it's called. But she's in it, and... Uh, Looks like she got either stayed in T2 Judgment Day shape or got back in T2 Judgment Day shape because she is swole. Get it, queen? Yeah. Good job by her. Dark. I think it's called Dark Fate. Dark Phoenix? (laughs) Fate. (laughs) No. Dark Fate. Dark Fate? That's a terrible. Yeah, that sounds so bad. All right. Well, sorry, Um, guys. Let's see. So. Elwood's won. I'll just say that right now. I'm having difficulty telling what the score was because I had maybe I convinced someone else to vote. It's ten to ten, but wow. But but I don't think that's right. Yeah, maybe I did get. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay okay. Uh, somebody was unable to vote for the bulk of this round, and I texted them incessantly and then just said, "I only need you to vote for one matchup." 
<laughs> but that just still doesn't make s- or maybe she texted me afterwards. That's what it was. L got to whatever. L won. <laughs> Yay. I, I think L got to ten to nine first, and then this person texted me after the fact and maybe made it ten to uh no, because she voted for L. Who the fuck knows? L Woods won. <laughs> I, I guess important. I went with a tiebreaker vote there. <laughs> Are y'all surprised by that? Y'all feel like that's the right outcome? Uh, uh, I know Jane doesn't. She voted for Sarah Connor. I voted for Elle. But, so. I, I don't know. Honestly, I'm kind of torn on it. I yeah. I don't know. I feel like listening to my own argument, I'd vote for Elle again. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, I like Elle Woods as a character more, yeah. but... Um, so, Jane, switch your vote to Elle, and that way it's 11 and 9, and I don't have to feel weird about the math. Okay, yes. that's what I'll do. All right, Because awesome. everyone's going to feel so weird about I the know, math. I know, they're going to feel so <laughs> outraged. Uh, yeah, I the, don't know if I'll sleep tonight. 20 people that it's... listen to this. Uh, I'm just kidding, it's more than that. All right, moving on to round two of the knockout round, where the eight highest vote getters from group stage uh advanced to await their opponent they basically got buys to this round those eight are leia clarice dorothy ellen ripley holly golightly hermione lots of ease there uh scarlett o'hara and Cher horowitz so uh since we just spent a lot of time talking about the other eight that just advanced for this round i'm going to ask jane and amalia their favorite moment from uh, the eight that we have yet to talk about. And then we might change up the questions being asked as the rounds go on. So with that being said, Leia, I'm not even going to say as played by who or whatever, because we're we're at the cream of the crop here. Like, you know who these characters are. I don't have to keep reminding you and, and, and potentially blanking. Although that's not why I'm doing that for Leia. I know who played Leia. (laughs) Carrie Fisher, obviously. I just feel like... Isla Fisher, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. N- yeah. <laughs> it's Leia versus Mary Poppins. Uh, Jane, and, and I realize I'm kind of springing this on you guys, so if you need some time or some help, uh, let me know. But what is your favorite Leia moment? If you could boil it down to one. Uh... I, this is so weird, but I really like really liked her when she was in the with Jabba the Hutt because I think of that as like Hey-o. her her <laughs> really iconic time. I know she kicks butt all the time, but I like that she's like still like got a ton of sass even though she's a prisoner in that setting. You know, like she's not she's supposed to be subservient now, but she's still got a ton of personality and. There's tons of times you think of Leia, but uh, you'll always remember her and her her iron bikini. Metal bikini yeah. suit that I'm sure was, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why I tacked on Super suit comfortable. at the end of that, but metal bikini, yeah. <laughs> bikini suit. The bikini suit. I think I was trying to say bathing, bathing suit and bikini at the same time. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, of a role within a role there. Yeah, like she was, she was like Leia undercover almost. Like, yeah, I'm acting like I'm this, you know servant lady but i'm about to choke you out motherfucker with this jane exactly amalia what about you favorite leia moment um oh geez um i have to say i mean i don't know it's probably a weird hot take but i i do feel like they handled her character well in the newer films as far as giving her a much more 
um, leadership role. I think mm-hmm. it's a kind of a natural story arc for Leia. She clearly was a, like a badass and wasn't ever just okay with being like the princess who was going to just sit there and be pretty. Um, so I feel like seeing her at, in a commanding role in these later films was very like natural and it made sense and it fit who her personality was. And I think they handled that really well. I, I agree for on the whole, I will say I can tell you my least favorite Leia moment is, and it's <laughs> fitting who her opponent is in this matchup. It's her Mary Poppins in space scene in <laughs> the last Jedi. And when she just flies through space and God, it just looks so awkward. Uh, and just is not the way to handle that. But anyways, this is not the last Jedi podcast. Um, my favorite Leia ep- moment is pretty easy, and it's pretty early on. Um, it's when she's in prison on the Death Star. Like, presumably, she just saw—I mean, she just saw her planet get blown up. Presumably, she thinks she's going to either be executed or held at ransom until more people die. And a, a stormtrooper walks in her cell, and all she says is, "Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper?" Like, just. <laughs> Ready to cut to the bone, uh, even sass, that one. up until her last moment. So, well done, Leia. She handily beat Mary Poppins sixteen to three, and I don't. I, once again, I have to double check how you guys voted, but I think you all voted for Leia. Yes. Yeah, I did. Smart. <laughs> Not a monster, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary Poppins floating away on her umbrella. Uh, thanks for playing. Good run. About about the right time, I would say, for uh, M-Pop to exit. Oh, wow. You really, the, name, the names just keep changing. I love it. Yeah, I, I was trying to... In my head, that's what I was trying to say before, but I said uh-huh. Mary Pop. Yep. Yeah. But M-Pop sounds that. better. It's a new, it's a new uh, genre of music. Mm-hmm. All kind of fused with cartoon characters. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nice. All right, nice. second matchup. We have Clarice Starling. Hello, Clarice. Versus uh, Imperator Furiosa. God, if, if the listener could only see the disapproving headshakes I'm getting with each one of these. it's. Uh, I just need to bring Emily in here, and it'll just be... The, the trio will be complete. Yes. But yeah, Clarice versus Imperator Furiosa. Amalia, your favorite Clarice moment. Anytime she opens her mouth, I love her accent. My God, uh, if there's Dr. anything, Doctor Jesus Lester. Christ, Jodie Foster's accent should have won its own Oscar. Like it was, it's just so good. I honestly could listen to that. Like her, just read the phone book. Um, truly, I mean, it's hard to really nail down like a moment. Um, I mean, I I definitely always love the end of that movie just because it's the most like piss your pants terrifying thing in the world. Um, and I think it's, it is a really good scene. I think Jodie Foster handling a very like suspenseful, like kind of quiet scene and and creating that suspense in that scene is really, really well done. Um, but really honestly, I just love her accent like so freaking much. Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's really, it's great. Jane, what about you? Uh, I choose the scene when she's visiting, um, uh, Dr. Lecter, right? Hannibal? Wow, I'm gonna get Hannibal. Hannibal. It's, it's, it's Lecter. spreading now, this, this Dr. Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> well, I was trying to remember if he was a doctor. He is, right? Yeah. yeah. Dr. Yeah, Lecter. That's, that's what she says at the end right. of the movie when she knows that he's about to hang up and go eat someone. 
Dr. Yeah. Lecter. Dr. Lecter? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I, I questioned myself for a second there about whether or not he had, you know, gone through enough schooling. But uh, uh, the moment she goes to visit him. Jay, I want Jane to, like, cut in on that scene and be like, wait a minute, are you a real doctor? <laughs> How qualified are you to eat people, sir? Is this an online certificate? <laughs> Is that an honorary degree you've got there? Yeah. Uh, no. When she's visiting him in in the Supermax security place, and it's all that, like, very close shot kind of acting being done on such a small scale, and, and it's really impressive, and it's so creepy, and she is obviously trying so hard to, like, keep her composure when it's one of probably the strangest and creepiest moments of her life to meet him, so... That's my yeah. vote. That's definitely the best scene of the whole movie. Uh, mm. And the story goes, he, Anthony Hopkins, uh, ad-libbed the making fun of her accent line because he was trying to throw Jodie Foster off because he felt like that's the dynamic between you know their characters. <gasps> and So works on like a Good. real life and a character thing. I'm going to actually go with, as great as that is, her interaction with uh, Buffalo Bill at the end mm. when, because it's kind of like the culmination of what she's been building towards finding this killer and being at the, the doorstep, him opening the door, and she knows pretty quickly within that moment, if not, you know, oh before God, that, yes. like, like oh. this is who this is, but she still needs to kind of go in and, I don't know, improve it or find the girl it's just a really intense moment because you, the viewer, know, and she probably definitely knows. Um, and it's I'm like also sweating just thinking about it. And it's also where you get the the best line of the whole movie when he asks about or when she asks Buffalo Bill about the girl. He acts like he doesn't know, and then he does the oh wait, was she the great big fat one? And it's just the weirdest line delivery of all time. Uh, great great scene uh you guys voted similar to me actually not, not similar because there's only two choices so exactly mm. the same as me uh wow. we all voted clarice as did the bulk of the listeners not quite as much of a uh, margin of victory as leia versus mary pop and pop uh but clarice beat imperator Arty. furiosa 13 to 6 that's nice that, that seems but i'm a little i don't know that seems a little closer than i, I was gonna say thought. that seems a little closer uh, than it actually should have been. I like Imperator yeah. Furiosa. I think she. I think she made a good run. I was happy to see her, you know, do well in group play and then make it another round after that. So that was fun. Fun run. Next matchup: Dorothy, she from Oz, or Kansas, I suppose. Mm. She's probably yeah. from Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Missing crucial plot lines now. <laughs> Forget the names, but that's fine. You've never seen Wizard of yeah. Oz, have you? No, I have, I have. That's why I He's said. just been hearing people quote it for years she's now. He's like, yeah. Only she's not of the Kansas. wizard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Pile it on. That's fair. Uh, look, sometimes the segues don't, you know, the they transitions don't, don't work so well. Anyway, she's facing Amelie. What's your favorite Dorothy moment, Jane? Uh, I think the ones that I think of the most for her are, are the 
well, I'll let somebody else say that one. So I'll say the the when she first lands in Oz and is meeting all the like munchkins and is just kind of like disoriented. I feel like that switch from black and white to color is so like visually dramatic and seeing her in her, you know, checkered uh, outfit. It, it's what I think of. I think the most when I think of kind of scenes from Wizard of Oz is the munchkin land and that kind of. Yeah. The house on kilter kind of thing. Amalia, what about you? I'm going to go with the obvious choice. Um, her singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Um, <laughs> mostly because I honestly am just like a giant Judy Garland fan. I mean, like, I love musicals. So um, I think it's obviously what stands out a lot in the movie. Um, but even though everyone's seen it a thousand times and they've heard the song a thousand more if you really like take a step back and watch that scene, it's so beautiful. And the song is so amazing. And you realize just how talented Judy Garland was, um, bless her heart for being such a nutbag, but, um, (laughs) she, she really had an, a gorgeous voice and it's such a very beautifully written song. Um, and, and that scene sticks out in people's minds because it's just done so well. Um, it's sort of cheesy and obvious, but it's cheesy and obvious because it, it sticks. I forgot to tell the listener that Amalia is recording from uh, her place in line waiting for the new Judy movie to come out. It doesn't come out for oh several months. God. Just... Yeah. Jesus. Oh, I can't wait for all the singing and the drugs. Just, it's going to be great. Just go ahead and, and hand Renee the Oscar, I would yeah, say. Yeah, seriously. People Which, are going to be shocked, I think. They're not going to, like, I don't think a lot of people know her backstory, and they're just going to be like, yeah. how can that Dorothy be like that? Oh, Dorothy. God, she something was something got mess. into Dorothy. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one normal puts out Liza Minnelli into this world. I mean, surely at some point someone would have thought, something's not right here. Yeah. <laughs> if, uh, if Renee does win, it would continue the uh, several years in a row that a... Music biopic. Well, not only that, but just the the picture before the performance, the look how much this person mm-hmm. looks like the person they're about to play, right. how much mm-hmm. that like that already won Gary Oldman the award for Churchill and uh, right. Rami. Like we're just doing pictures now, apparently. Yeah. Although oh. I will give at least some credit if she does win. I wasn't really. I mean, I loved Bohemian Rhapsody, but I, it wasn't. I wasn't sold on the fact that Rami Malek didn't sing, whereas Renee Zellweger will be singing. So. Yeah. Something to throw out there, Academy. Just saying. Future, I'm, I feel like we'll be talking about in the future. My favorite Dorothy moment um, would probably be, I mean, there's so many to choose from, actually. There's the, there's no place like home. The Jane kind of did the catch-all with just the initial moments in Oz. Um, I do like when she starts, basically, it's three moments. I like when she starts picking up, you know, Scarecrow yeah. and Tin Man and the Cowardly mm-hmm. Lion. Once... It, it's good before that, too, but once the whole gang starts kind of coming together, it you know, it's fun. So I like her interactions with them and just kind of basically seeing her kind of figuring out this new world that she's in and, and kind of accepting it pretty easily. <laughs> but yeah, I guess, surprisingly. I guess, that, yeah. I guess that does get to the, well. to the plot point that was alluded right. to. Um, <laughs> so she won another another. Pretty. There's a lot of uh, kind of wide margins in this round because there's a reason some of them were already here. I will say, uh, Dorothy wins sixteen to three. 
Next matchup, we have Ellen Ripley versus Wonder Woman. This is a fight that I would pay Oof. to see. Um, <laughs> it might be a movie in a few years, honestly. We're running yeah. out of things to do, so. <laughs> Ridley Scott, when he's on his 10th prequel, <laughs> oh, Alien, God. to Alien, uh, Wonder Woman comes in. Yep. Amalia, what's your favorite Ripley moment? I mean, besides, should we just say... It has to be besides get away from her, you bitch, because that's yeah. like, okay. So that's the um, hands down winner. Pick another one. This is hard, though, because it's been like 100 <laughs> years since I've seen Alien. Um, not true. Factually, not true. Well, true, yes, seeing as I'm not 100 years old. Um, so, spoiler there, reader. Um, so, no, I, I don't know, honestly. I'm trying to think of like... You might be 100 years old. They're not reading this podcast. <laughs> It's a thing, all right? God, I'm, I'm narrating my life. Um, I honestly John don't know Mark if I can... John does not transcribe every podcast. <laughs> yeah, hang on. Yeah. Go back to that one. What'd you say? I think... Oh, I was saying... Insert pause. Okay, got it. <laughs> Just kidding. Continue. Um... Sorry, Jane. See? Shoes on the other foot now. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if I can think of something that stands out as far as... Because, again, it's been so long since I've seen the movie. I've, I've definitely seen it, but honestly can't think Same. of something off the top of my head. So just All right, the entire performance same. in general? Yeah, you can pick the get away from her, you bitch, then. Yeah. All right. Correct. Jane, what about oh. you? No, I honestly feel the same. I've actually only seen this movie once. Um, and so I guess <clears throat> I feel like the very end when they're putting on the suit and then you s see that, like, they're still that it's i don't still I don't in totally, there with honestly, her yeah 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 that's kind of like what i that's the i guess the the area that i think of the most or the moment um but honestly it's been a while since i've seen it too so maybe they need to step up their iconic moment game mm. well mm. too late for that the movie has been out for several years now so. <laughs> oh crap okay they don't go back and edit it okay <laughs> although he does he does do that quite a bit wow um, although he didn't direct the second one but so yeah it's get away from her you bitch i will say in the first one i particularly enjoy the moment right before what jane said of uh you know she's in one part of the ship the ship's about to tur you know self-destruct she has to get to the bridge where it can eject itself and be a different you know like a little capsule ship thing um, and she's going through the hallways with the flamethrower, but she doesn't know where the alien is. So just that real, it, it's a, such a tense moment in the movie and you just see the fear on Sigourney Weaver's face of like, it really feels like the first time you watch that movie that the thing's going to be around any of those corners. And yeah, that's just super as, as brave as she is. And that's a super brave thing to do. You still see, uh, you know, the terror in that moment. And I think that's appropriate. So she also won a little bit closer, though, 12 to eight. She beat Wonder Woman. Uh, I believe we have our first dissenting vote in this round amongst the three of us. Amalia, you went with Wonder Woman. Uh, uh -huh. I think I know why. It's been 100 mm -hmm. years since you've seen the movie Alien. Yes. Also, I just I'm a huge fan of Wonder Woman. So that is a hill I will die on. Fair. Yep. Isn't uh, the alien itself a girl? The queen is in the in the second one, aliens. In the second one, okay. Because maybe so we should have put her as the most iconic ah. individual she could have been. from. She could have been. 
Yeah. Mm. That'd have been interesting. <laughs> I wow. did. I, I don't know if that I... is Halloween for Halloween this year. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty easy costume. You yeah. could just yeah, throw something on. Super, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something. What was it? Oh, uh, yeah. You said Wonder Woman's the hill you would die on, Amalia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right, absolutely. well, Wonder Woman's out of this tournament, so thanks for playing, Amalia. Yep. We'll All see right, you later. Thank you for having me once again. It's been good. <laughs> she probably <laughs> would, would love that. It's better use of her time. Uh, to try to use both their times wisely, uh, let's move on. We have Holly Golightly versus Marge. What's your favorite? I forgot who I'm on again. Jane. It's Jane. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's really num- like there's one iconic moment, and it's when she's walking in and looking in the windows of Tiffany's. I feel right. like that's what you everyone thinks of when they think of this. There's plenty of other moments to to point out, but there's probably nothing more iconic than her standing in front of Tiffany's in her pillbox hat and her pearls and everything. So yeah. That's that's what I think of. Amalia, are you seconding that or providing a a, a two party vote? This is when it turns into um, Amalia's podcast on why this is my favorite movie. No, I'm kidding. Um, it is my favorite movie. Um, I oh man. Uh, to me, the <laughs> most I'm like literally looking at a like I have a poster of Breakfast Tiffany's in front of me in my room right now. Um, so that you pray to, to me, before you go to bed every night. Of course, naturally. Um, I think to me, there's a lot of really good moments in there. Um, another iconic, I think one of my favorite scenes is she sings Moon River. And she's like out on her little like balcony. Um, and it's such a little, like sweet little tender moment. Um, but one of the moments that always gets me every time is she's like saying bye to Doc Golightly, who's this man from her past. And she sort of like yells at him. She's like, I'm not Lulu May. I don't know who I am. And it's like such a like, heart-wrenching scene because she's like this put together person but kind of lets out that she finally is lost and clueless and that's such a pivotal moment in the movie because it's like her one moment of vulnerability um so i always love that that's probably my favorite scene in that in that movie but the whole movie bangs it's so good oh i love it it's amazing all right, I'm going I, we to... We are going to have to have a conversation Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I, I do want to move this along, but there's no way I can I can hold Jane back from this discussion. So, uh, Jane, say your feelings towards this movie. Oh, boy. Oh, no. I, I literally don't know a single redeeming thing about this movie. I hate this movie so much. What? So, I want to know, like... I find her to be such a boring, weak character, and like the best part of the movie is kind of what she wears. But I, I also don't like it most of the time too, because it it reminds me of like an extremely spoiled person who's not in touch with reality. So um, I, I just I don't like it. So I wonder like what is it that speaks to you about it? Because to me, it's weird and not redeeming. I think what I like the most about it is that she is, she's she's lost like as a person. She's a completely lost bullshit person. Um, and I think she is, it's like if everyone's like complete lack of understanding of who they are when they're growing up and like learning to figure themselves out was camp. Um, like mm-hmm. she is the caricature of being a lost adult, um, and she's sort of outrageous in it in a way, but. Um, I think it takes someone who's also bullshitting their way through life to kind of, who's at least kind of accepted that 
to pull her out of it. And, um, I mean, the movie is a lot more romantic and silly than Truman's Truman Capote's book. Have you ever read the book? No. Because it's a lot sadder. <laughs> like, Holly is a much deeper character and is a little sadder. Um, but this is definitely a much more fluffed up version of it. Um, but I really just enjoy that she doesn't know exactly what she wants out of life. And that feels very relatable. Um, <laughs> but she sort of uh, is bullshitting her way as stylishly as she can and trying to figure it out. And I think she realizes that no, ma no matter what she does and she runs away and bullshits through everything, she can't really turn away from like finding someone who loves her. Um, and that's like the one, the one thing that she can't bullshit her way through. So I don't know. I really just love Audrey Hepburn too. So <laughs> I really like Audrey Hepburn. I, yeah. yeah, I, and I don't necessarily think she does a, a poor job in this. I just find that that character to be like, I don't relate to anything in her, even though it's not like I, I had no questioning. I just never related to her. So I'm always, and I'm clearly in the wrong. Cause like everybody, like, you know, the vast majority of people really like flock to this movie. And it, I think it a just... lot of people also flock to this movie though, because they like just the fact that it's like stylish, but yeah, I think there's more to the character than, yeah. So I just don't like the style that much. I'm like that one thing is a very overdone look to me. Even oh, though God, obviously she's beautiful. Because it was so iconic though. That's why it's I, overdone. I love that though. I love like that's yeah. She's Ugh. wearing a tiara. Like Yeah. I hate that. She's a, she's <laughs> like a, she's, to me that is not fashion. That's like what a, a child thinks it's fashion. <laughs> But, that was very you know. chic in the 60s. And she was like a call girl for all intents and purposes, which they kind of very muddily leave out in the movie version. In the book, it's pretty explicit. She's a call girl. Like, she's a yeah. full-on escort, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But which, it's, yeah. it's a kind of a nice, gussied-up version of the book, really, so. Well, you, that was awesome, first of all. So yeah. you guys just tell me where I can subscribe to Jane and Amalia uh, yeah. do movies. <laughs> Because uh, that was really good. Because I know Jane hates that movie, and I forgot <laughs> about that going into this, it's my favorite, this episode. Yeah. I should have warned warned Amalia. Yeah. Um, I fall somewhere in between you two. It's not my favorite movie, but not my. It's in. It's not my favorite all time movie like it is Amalia's. I do think Jane is a tad harsh on it, um, and I think I ultimately Hepburn elevates it to. Uh, it's just extremely watchable, um, and I think. To the point of people relating to it, I think people like to see someone fail gracefully and like it has repercussions. But for like that that little grace period of it, you can kind of get away with it, sort of, um, if that makes any sense. Maybe that's what yeah. people identify with the figuring it out part, but doing it like Amalia said, sty as stylishly as possible. Um, yeah, gotta fake it till you make it, baby. Yeah, fake it till you make it. Anyways, uh, my, my my favorite moment is probably just that look of her on the poster where she's just staring at you with the, I talked about this in the episode before, with the cigarette holder, the pearls, the black dress. Uh, yeah. I, I sort of lose, I know that she has a tiara. I lose track of it and, and, and everything else that's going on up top with the hair. But yeah, that's that's what I think of is just... The, just just Hepburn essentially mm -hmm. 
And that's what everybody else thinks of. She won 13 to 6. So, again, maybe a little closer than uh, than some people would think. But Marge is out. Sorry, Marge. She... <laughs> I'm not even going to say that one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just had another terrible pun that uh. you two would have been disappointed in. I'll text it to you. Uh, <laughs> Hermione versus Sister Mary Clarence is up. Oh, it's not like that. I just meant it's a it's a really like bad dad joke pun. That's all. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, we gotta make sure people think you're still cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's important. I'll just say it now. I was gonna you say cool. Marge had to far go. Boy, they. <laughs> you see why I skipped it now? You should have said go far, you yeah. know, away. Yeah. You should have It was yeah. good though. That's a good well, that was good. Yeah. All right, Hermione versus Sister Mary Clarence. Uh, favorite Hermione moment, Amalia. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, also, a big Harry Potter fan. I'm getting excited about yeah. this, but yeah. hands down, I still think, as far as like ones that I was super excited to see in the film was in Prisoner of Azkaban when she fucking decks Draco Malfoy. It's so good. Oh, it was amazing. Um, and honestly, for Emma Watson being so young and like just being good at that scene considering that I feel like Daniel Radcliffe was pretty hella awkward in that movie and I don't know if Rupert Grint was that great she was she was crushing it so that's probably one of my favorite Hermione scenes punching Malfoy good choice absolutely uh Jane what about you oh man I also this one's extra hard just because it's a little unfair because she's got eight movies to draw from yeah where (laughs) like most people don't uh I mean I, I think I think a lot of her when she's super young and doing kind of the like in school kicking butt and so anytime yeah. she's kind of knows anything um, and everyone else doesn't know it that that's so iconic of that character so there's a million things to point out but when I think of her I think of her in class raising her hand and everyone being <laughs> like well does anyone else besides Hermione know the answer to this so. rolling their um, eyes yeah yeah uh yeah i'm with you i i think of the earlier stuff particularly the first movie actually with with all i mean there's so many great lines that she has of nearly headless how can you be nearly headless or um it's leviosa not leviosa just anytime she corrects those two it's just really really funny now like especially after you know being with all the books and the movies uh I cherish those little moments. Um, just, I mean, she literally says, you're doing it wrong. Like, <laughs> She's precocious. It's so, really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably what I think of whenever. But uh, Punching Malfoy, that's pretty good, too. Yeah. But so amazing. I might not gravitate towards that one as quickly just because that doesn't happen in the books, right? In that move, in it that does. book. In that book? She gets in a, yeah, she gets in a fight with Malfoy. Okay. They do because he he, I want to say it was is that when he like I think he tries to curse Ron with the slugs or is that in book two? Oh God, now it's all blurring That's together. That's book two. It's yeah, jeez. Oh God. Okay, but they get all in a fight right. with I don't know, Malfoy. But it's when they're walking back and from town, I thought like it's they're outside yeah. when it yeah. happens. Okay, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She calls him a little cockroach though, and it's so good. In a different Ugh. circumstance, but anyways, uh, well. Good run, Sister Mary Clarence. Uh, you got all of one vote 
in this one. Uh, wow, what a weird person. <laughs> uh, unsurprisingly, everyone went with uh, Hermione for the most part. So I don't think that was a shocker. When I saw that matchup develop, I thought it could go a big ofer. A big, uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Hermione advances. Let's advance to Scarlett O'Hara versus Regina George. I would also like to see this actual uh whatever setting it doesn't have to be a boxing ring like ellen ripley and right. wonder woman oh but like just put them in a school and see who can turn the most people to their army first uh <laughs> i would love that but what's your favorite reg or, huh, excuse me scarlett o'hara moment jane uh i oh man i this uh, growing up was really actually my my favorite movie so i have so many but I think you'll always remember, like, the moment when she comes out wearing the curtains. So that, yeah. like, mm. is very iconic to me. That's a good one, for sure. Amalia? Yeah, that's, actually, that's actually what I was thinking, too, honestly. Um, man, I mean, I think we talked about this in the last episode. Just, like, I feel like every time... You're talking about things that were iconic when you remember Scarlett O'Hara, and it was just, you know, Vivian Lee's, like, piercing gaze. And I think it's kind of really hard to, I guess, for me, pin down anything, because I feel like the whole movie is just this big sweeping thing of Scarlett just owning the screen. Um, and, but yeah, I actually think, I think it was, yeah, what James was going to say was by the scene that sticks out the most to me. Um, but, um... Honestly, I mean, the performance from, like, top to bottom is just insanely good, and it's, I don't know, she just kind of commands your attention every time she's on screen, so. <laughs> yeah, sure. Vivian Lee, only only person to make it into the knockout rounds with two characters, so. Says yeah. a lot. Um, Amalia mentioned piercing gaze. So my most iconic moment, for the listener, Google Scarlett O'Hara right now. And one of, like, the first six that would come up is just her giving that kind of what I call the fuck you look uh, mm -hmm. that she produces several times in the movie. That's what I think <laughs> of. Just the look that she gives anytime someone is saying something in opposition to her or doing something she doesn't like or any anything basically not, you know, what, what she envisions. Uh, she gives a great kind of just look of I'm going to freaking murder you with my eyes so mm -hmm. yeah. if Jodie Foster's accent in Hannibal or in Signs of the Lamb should win an Oscar like Vivian Lee's like eyes and eyebrows should win yeah. an Oscar yeah. for this movie like yeah. my god <laughs> Any, I've done I can't remember what episodes but I've used either talked about Gone with the Wind before or no because I haven't done an episode on it for whatever reason I've used that for some of the like Twitter photos of, you know, hey, listen to this next episode. And that's the one I always use for Gone with the mm -hmm. Wind because it's just <laughs> good. Of Final course. matchup of this round, Cher Horowitz from Clueless. The number two seed, by the way. I think that has more to do huh? with the fact that she ended up in an easy group and then just dominated it. Uh, but she she tied Leia in number of votes, and I just gave Leia the one seed because I felt like she had a tougher group. So... Cher versus Elle Woods. Oof. Yeah, this is a tough matchup because like the Valley Girls. Yeah, there's such. Yeah. A, this is like a perfect matchup, right? Like these yeah. two should be fighting each other. Uh, I mean, sorry, hold on a sec here, pups. Hey, 
Um, I feel like Cher is, you know, she's a little bit longer around, so everybody kind of knows her quotes where I don't feel like maybe Elle Woods quotes are quite as well known. Yeah. I don't know. They both have their, their moments, but you know, Cher kind of paved the way for Elle Woods. And mm-hmm. when I think of um, like iconic moments, uh, I think probably the like whole, her wearing the um, like yellow outfit that's plaid. That's, yep. that's like what I think of when I think of Cher. Amalia, what about you? Um, I really love the, like, moments she has when she kind of realizes the entire time that she's been in love with Josh, played by an ageless Paul Rudd. Um, Truly ageless. Oh my god. Um, and it's just so cute. She's just, like, bumbling around. She's like, oh my god, I'm in love with Josh. And it's a very, like, honest moment for such a, like, silly character, and you realize, um... I don't know, like, there's, she's sort of a lot, there's a lot more to her than I think she even realizes. Um, but it's a, it's a really sweet moment, and I always think of the little fountain, like, as soon as she says that, that, like, fountain starts, like, spraying water, and it's, like, really cute and very romantic and cheesy. But, um, yeah, this is a good matchup. I would, I feel like these two would love to go shopping and would not want to fight each other. So. Yeah, they'd either be, well, they'd either be best friends or frenemies i feel like yeah for sure um i just saw clueless for the first time fairly recently so i'm actually kind of struggling emily i came in i probably missed like the first 10 minutes and uh emily was already watching it and then i just kind of got sucked in and it it was good so i i'm kind of struggling i think the yeah the josh moment's pretty good um she's just kind of always on in the movie i wouldn't say uh, this sounds like a knock on her there's not like, there's not peaks, but that means there's not valleys either, even though she is a valley girl. Well, there is uh, valleys. Right, yeah. <laughs> but she's just sort of, like, steadily great the whole time. So there's not one that jumps out at me. Yeah. It seems weird to me when I think of back at that movie more than a lot of movies. I don't have, like, I remember movies, but I don't remember them, like, to a T. Or, like, yeah. my sister could probably wrote, memorized, like, she could just do movies from start to beginning, or start, start to end. But in this movie, like, I can think of so many clips and quotes of, like, yeah, it, it's weird how much of this movie has stuck with me. Hmm. Maybe it was just when I watched it, but, like, you know, I can think of her, like, you know, being in her car and being like, what? I totally paused, like, when she doesn't <laughs> yeah. go through. She did the driver's test. And yeah. I can think of that inflection when she's like, wait, I like Josh, you know? And then it, all of those things are like, when she calls her dad, you know, it's like all those things. I, For whatever reason, all of her quotes really stick with me. In this. I mean, a lot of the lines in this movie really kind of made it into, I mean, the lexicon. I mean, granted, things mm-hmm. were, already, I guess, pretty popular, but I mean, as if people said that around all the time, that really kind of got more popular because of Clueless. Um, the, I guess, the introduction of, valley talk to like mainstream america was through this movie um so yeah Yeah. it kind of just grew by its own popularity so it was yeah it's wild well all three of us may have voted for Cher, but she's the only one of the uh characters who got a buy we uh she's the only one of the characters who got a buy to this round that lost she lost to elwood she's she's not the queen bee valley girl apparently 
Uh, Elwood's won 11 and 9, so uh, one of the two Ooh, close. close matchups. I forgot to mention Scarlett O'Hara versus Regina George. Scarlett won 11 and 9 as well, so those two mm. were really close. Um, so, yeah, Elwood's wins and continues to advance. She's the only one from the first round that made it to uh, the Elite Eight? Yes, the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So for this round, what I'm going to ask you is between the two characters in the matchup, who has the better movie? Ooh. Okay. It seems pretty doable. Yeah, well, I that think. Sounds, it's gonna be hard, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So first up, we have Leia versus Clarice. Who has the better movie, Amalia? We're doing the entire Star Wars franchise, I imagine. Just it's the best movie, so pick. Okay. Does Leia's best basically <sighs> beat Clarice? I would say I would say Leia. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Jane? I, I would actually say that the the Silence of the Lambs, for me, is a better movie from a, like, just single movie, but it's, yeah. ha, like, you just... The Leia totality of iconic. Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't. I'm, and again, a, this, a isn't, this isn't me asking how you voted character versus character. This is just, like... I don't want to t- keep talking about the same things for all of these rounds, essentially. So, right. Um, so yeah, I would go Star Wars. I mean, I already did an episode of my top 100 movies, and there were two Star Wars movies ahead of any Silence of the Lamb movies. So, I think yeah. it's pretty self-explanatory there. Um, <laughs> although you might be surprised in how I voted, I voted. I was one of three to vote for Clarice. It was actually Jane. Uh, me, Emily, and Georgia were the only three that voted for Clarice. I just felt once we got to this round, like I appreciate, and I think I said this last week on the episode, but Clarice is just like a real person, you know, mm-hmm. totally, uh, like a real how how a woman in that environment, like the things that how she would act and react just in that kind of situation and sort of the chauvinistic attitudes of her superiors and it just feels really like genuine i guess is what i'm saying um yeah so i ended up voting clarice although obviously leia like if i'm really being true to the strict definition of what's more iconic it's it's leia and and that's how the voters voted as well she won 16 to 3 like i just said so um any issues with with how that broke down amalia or jane Nah. No. Nope. Pretty. pretty. No. I don't think you had a good. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Right. Yeah. Everyone had all the correct arguments, I think. <laughs> right. Next matchup: uh, Dorothy versus Ellen Ripley. Who has the better movie, Jane? Uh, mm, I I feel like Dorothy is. For me, I like it more. I know Alien is is cool, and but it's also a franchise. <laughs> I I think, I like. I like the Wizard of Oz more. It just it it's a little bit more complete, and uh, the idea that it like played with black and white to color. I, th- I don't know, it's super cool. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that you didn't like just come out adamantly pro Wizard of Oz, and that you sort of <laughs> played around with it for a little bit there. That was shocking to me. I thought that would be a for sure Jane like lock it down. Wizard of Oz is truly superior. I, I mean, I think it is. The truth is, I don't actually, I don't love that movie that much. Like, I don't oh, really? love The Wizard yeah, of Oz. Yeah, I don't Oz. really either. Okay. It's not, it's not a fan. Um, 
Interesting. Yeah. Even though I, I think, yeah, Judy Garland's great in it. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's so played and you know it so well to me yeah. that I yeah. just am like, I don't know. Eh. I'm not disagreeing. Um, it's hard I just, to see it with fresh eyes. Yeah. yeah. I just remember some of the arguments you made on your 1939 being the best movie year episode that you were very... Ah, seemed yes. like you were very pro Wizard of Oz at the time, but now I realize that was just to win an, an, an argument. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Amalia, I'm the daughter of a lawyer. <laughs> that's very true. Amalia, uh, what about you? Wizard of Oz or Alien? Can you remember 100 years ago? Um, I mean, Wizard of Oz almost actually came out 100 years ago. Right, exactly. You know, much closer to that date. Yes. Well, when I saw it in theaters 100 years ago. um, Give or take 20 years. uh, Actually, uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with Jane on this one. I I do think that, I mean, I I personally do like The Wizard of Oz more. And again, I'm a very kind of a tepid fan of it. Um, It's not my favorite Judy Garland movie. Um, But I, I think it's a good wholesome character for a woman that's not too stupid (laughs) if i'm trying to be polite at least like it's not a trite like completely she like has some gumption and is like kind but not completely naively stupid uh i think that she's like at least she's sweet but not like i don't know it she's sweet when she needs to be and also is like willing to like encourage her friends and like have friends and together they'll figure things out um so as far as like a really sweet like lati da character like she's not she doesn't suck so <laughs> she doesn't a suck, resounding suck. Endorsement. Endorsement. <laughs> you know well can i just say and i don't know how often this gets brought up it is kind of cool that that character has no love interest right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like it's not too often that you have female centric you know there's a lot of women while she has got like her her group of guys they're her supporting cast and there is no like driving romance like it isn't about that and i think we don't often like acknowledge that fact but it is kind of of, of importance that she can carry a whole movie and it doesn't have to be because we're trying to figure out how she's gonna find love you know right yeah that's a good I mean, point especially for 1939 right and she's also amongst all these dudes and she's the really like most complete character like the exactly you know they're missing hearts brains and courage and she's all good to go so <laughs> that's kind of nice needs a map yeah, yeah exactly. she does love toto <laughs> well that's true kidding. but every woman loves their dog right. <laughs> oh and and men don't love you don't think i love that <laughs> No, I don't. That's why you locked him out of the room. <laughs> um, I would go, I'll be the dissenter here and say Alien is a better movie than Wizard of Oz. I also am a tepid fan of Wizard of Oz and a large fan of Alien. So easy calculus there once again. Um, you both crazy. voted for Dorothy. I voted for Ellen. And Dorothy won 13 to 6 seems also like that's not a shock to me so i figured ellen ellen would do well depending on the matchup is what i felt and once she ran up against a buzzsaw like a dorothy or a leia or hermione it would be over so played out as expected next matchup uh we already know amalia's answer for this one holly (laughs) golightly versus hermione 
Yeah. Uh, although, let me pitch it this way to you, because uh, I also know Jane's <laughs> argument yeah. as well. I, mm, so, I'm... different, different, different question. Uh, the totality of the Harry Potter books and movies versus Breakfast at Tiffany's. Books you... and movies? I would, okay, and look, this oh is me God. saying I love, I love the movie, but I would, I would, I'm not an idiot. I would argue that the totality of even the Harry Potter movies is better than Breakfast at Tiffany's. I mean, all right. All right, as well. far as iconography goes and as far as a storyline, like, I mean, you can't compete with J.K. Rowling. My God. Um, it's. Yeah, I mean, for as much as I'm, I love Breakfast Tiffany's. I'm also like a freaking OG Harry Potter nerd. So, yeah, yeah, that's kind of hard for me to sway. My first podcast I listened to was Harry Potter podcasts. All right, so <laughs> I have a problem. You mean it wasn't junk about movies? <laughs> no, I didn't start listening to podcasts oh, no, to a year ago. <laughs> yeah, I've done this for longer than a year. What? Yeah, we years. just did the year anniversary, wasn't it? No, that was the over a year ago. I hit the two oh, wow. year. I hit the two year anniversary uh, just a couple months, like a month oh, wow. ago. Okay, wow, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, when you're having fun, like we are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going um, probably every Harry Potter movie except Goblet of Fire. Oh my God, yes. Ugh. And. Chamber of Secrets. I rewatched that one fairly recently. It's not good. It's, oh, I don't know. It doesn't hold on. It's one of my favorite books. Bad. I love that book. It's just, it's all the charm. As much as I, as much credit as I give Chris, Chris Columbus. I almost called him Christopher Columbus. Does he go by Christopher Columbus? No, he goes by. Chris. I mean, uh, as much credit as I give him for kind of capturing the just the look and feel of that world out right out of the gate and sort of establishing, all right, this is what this is. Uh, I think he nailed it. And then, I don't know, it just sort of, it's like they, she's reliant on like children to like come I know. through. I don't know. It's super I impressive like in the first one. And then I feel awesome. like they, all the stuff that they captured uh, organically, like, Oh, uh, Rupert Grant is really funny. Ron is like, we can kind of plus up his, his role in the second one, it, it just, it seemed more forced, I guess is what I'm saying. Or maybe the kids mm. were forcing it a little bit more. I don't know. I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and like critique Chamber of Secrets all the live long day. It's just of the eight movies, it and Goblet of Fire are not as good. So, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Well, agree to disagree because it's still a good movie. It's better than Goblet of Fire. <laughs> And Molly and I both voted for Holly Golightly over Hermione. And Jane. I'm surprised you did. You're surprised I did? Yeah. I think because I was trying to, um, I think with with some of them that have large IP behind them and before the movies, uh, it almost kind of detracts from it in a way for me because I I can't properly measure how much the movies were iconic versus how much the thing that came before is. So, right. um, and, and in, whereas maybe with Wonder Woman where I ignored that because of like the, the cultural impact you felt, sure you felt that obviously even in like a billion times more with Harry Potter, it's just harder to place whenever it's eight movies versus like this one moment. Um, mm-hmm. so maybe it was a decade moment. Um, I don't know. Well, I think a big reason why Hermione does well in this tournament is because, of the age of potential voters. I really oh, think if you got anyone 
that's like maybe the generation before us, it would just be like hands down Holly Golightly too. So so I think there's an element that all of us grew up with that character that that's why I think a lot of people ended up voting for Hermione and and maybe it's not an iconic character to an older generation, but is certainly an iconic to our life. Oh, of course. And I, yeah, I like, I like Hermione more. Um, I guess I probably just got in my own head about the books versus the, the movies. I didn't want it. I didn't want to just blindly vote for her because I, I, those books are like literally the first real thing I remember besides Hardy Boys. It's like the first thing I ever read essentially. So, anywho, so, so, so that's why I just completely shunned them and voted the other way. Uh, <laughs> Hermione won 12 to 7. And in our final matchup of the Elite Eight, we have Scarlett O'Hara versus Elle Woods. I'm interested as to y'all's thoughts on who has the better movie because uh, I was shocked just by and large how dominant and um, ever-present Elle Woods was in this tournament. I did not expect her to make it to the Elite Eight necessarily. Yeah, I mean, for me, Gone with the Wind is, like, it really was, when I was, like, a six-year-old, that was, like, the movie I liked the most. Yeah. So, um... Sure your it parents will... love that, watching all four hours <laughs> all the time. They were like, great, she's not gonna cool. bother us for four hours. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, to me, it's just, like, hands down the better movie, um, and I, I'm just shocked that other people didn't think that was the case, but well, it's, but maybe the way most people voting, don't want to sit through it. Yeah, and the way they're voting isn't necessarily. Remember, it's a character tournament. Now, I, now I still don't think that absolves anyone of the uh, <laughs> crime that was committed here. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that they think Legally Blonde is better than Gone with the Wind. Which I'm just gonna go ahead and say, Gone with the Wind is. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. we shouldn't even be having this discussion. Gone with the Wind's better. I voted for Ellen. Um, I can absolutely agree that Gone with the Wind is the better movie. Like okay. that's yeah. yeah, no, it's absurd. Um, <laughs> so tell me, just so, tell us briefly why you voted Elwood's over Scarlett O'Hara because Elwood's won eleven to eight. Again, I think it comes down to a accessibility for Elle's iconography yeah. versus Scarlett's. I mean sure again maybe uh, i guess it could be a generational thing at the same time several generations right yeah but i mean still the idea of this like you know old south debutante woman kind of thing is um i think scarlet's personality is so deep and layered that who who she is as far as her character um isn't quite as accessible as like who else personality and her character is like knowing the quirky cute girly girl is a lot easier to understand than this very complicated histrionic yeah. woman <laughs> that, is it just um, maybe she's that, just like, more has fun. so many layers yeah i think too but i don't necessarily think it's it's just that it's just scarlet's a, a bigger character to see and say ah yes we all know the Scar- scarlet o'hara's in our life uh um, that's true yeah. I think that's a little bit harder to access. Um, that should honestly make her more of an icon because she's a once-in-a-lifetime kind of a role, but um, I don't know. People are weird. Yeah. 
You are, because you voted yeah. for Elwood. I sure I'm did. Just kidding. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm glad you stand by it. Uh, well done. I would say going against the the current, but you voted right in line with them, eleven to eight. So that's right, sheeple. Uh, What's up? <laughs> so that means our final four is Leia, Dorothy, Hermione, and Elle Woods. Oof. Not necessarily the four that I thought would be there. <laughs> Although no some good of them. Halloween costumes though. So hey, True. you're right there. Yeah. yeah, these are all really popular Halloween costumes. So with that, for the final four, I'm going to ask you guys again another thing that I'm throwing on you, um, you know, off the cuff here. Who would be your, because four is a great number, it's the Rushmore number, it's perfect for things like this. Who would be your four? Like, this is where we're throwing out what you think about everyone else. And again, try not to factor performance necessarily into it too much, but who are the most iconic, who are your top four most iconic female movie characters who wants to go first <laughs> i will oh, edit man. it so that it it is not you know seems it, like we have you, our you, shit together <laughs> you can take your well, time if you need to i i know at least some of mine i i do think i would put leia in there um i think she just really is iconic i would also put norma in there and i'd put scarlett o'hara in there and then it's kind of like a, a personal I I would consider putting either for my last one I would put like Eve um, or not Eve um, oh my and God. Baxter's character and, no uh, um, Betty Davis's character oh yeah yeah because Eve is from all about Eve God, what yeah because Eve name? is Ann Baxter uh, I can't uh, this makes it really great how iconic she is <laughs> <laughs> I cannot remember her name uh, uh, well, it'll come to me, but I also, uh, it, it is a little bit hard for me not to say that, um, that Holly Golightly should be in there because I do think when people think of like just iconic roles, she, it's Margot. That's what her name is. Margot. Uh, but I do think like that, that picture of, of, um, Audrey Hepburn is like is extremely iconic. So mm -hmm. uh, I guess, oh my goodness, I'm sorry, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell it's dinner time in this house? Uh, but yeah, so those are my four, I guess. I'd put Norma, Desmond from Sunset Boulevard, Leia, uh, uh, Scarlett O'Hara, and Holly Golightly. Nice. Amalia, over to you. Um, Let's see. I... I would put Holly Golightly in there, uh, naturally. I think I would also pick um, someone who got uh, kicked out pretty early on, which was Miranda Priestly from The Devil Wears Prada. Um, I really just love that movie, and it's so good. Meryl Streep's just amazing. And I also, granted, I've not actually lived through this horror, but I am an executive assistant, so it feels like a very near and dear movie to my heart um <laughs> as far as assistant life um i would also include clarice um mm -hmm. i think it's good to have that kind of um like you said it's a, it's a very real life situation as far as like being a woman being in the fbi dealing with this very creepy matter um and then oh geez my fourth which i think i even voted against as far <laughs> well no it's, it's a toss-up between... I really do love Regina George. Um, 
She'd I, be I really, if this was strictly twenty first century. I imagine she might. It'd be like her and Hermione, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, I would probably definitely put her on there, and if n- not her, then maybe Elizabeth Bennet. But I mean, I don't know. I think that's just oh I'm yeah, a huge Austenite. So I. Oh man, that's a good one. That's yeah. another one though that's probably hard to remove. Like how much of that is the book? Versus... Is because of Jane Austen, yeah. And yeah. so that's that was my right. big big debate in the last round so right those are all great choices um i i think i based on what you guys said i think i align a little bit more with jane i think i would go my personal ones that there's three that are easy and then the fourth one's the hard i think personally for me leia scarlet and norma are just like locks like in in terms of top four they might rotate in a particular order and then for the fourth one it would probably be and again, because it's hard to do, it's hard to do iconic, personal because iconic it means a little bit more than your own personal taste. It's easier to do like top four performances, and that's not what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, I don't think those are the, uh, although Scarlett and Norma would be up there. I don't think uh, I love Carrie Fisher. I don't, you know, maybe top twenty five performance or something, but not like a top four, five. Um, so Leia, Scarlett, Norma, and then. For me personally, maybe Holly Golightly or The Bride or Clarice, uh, those would be like the ones vying for the next spot. And then Ripley, like maybe just behind those three. I think the correct mm-hmm. four, and I don't mean to sound like an ass by saying the correct four, but just like, I feel like if you polled people from multi-generations, I think the four that I would bet on and and not like say with absolute certainty uh, would be Leia, Scarlet, Holly Golightly, and Dorothy. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to yeah. say that you'd switch out Norma and put Dorothy in there. Yeah. Yep. So That makes sense. Ah, thank you guys for letting me spring that little exercise upon you uh, <laughs> while fun. we're recording. It was yes. good. And one day I'll do a performances thing, and then it can get a little bit more uh, contentious, I would say, mm-hmm. and opinion-driven. So let's, it, let's talk about who advanced from the final four to the championship. We have Leia versus Dorothy. It broke out 15 to four in Leia's favor. Um, and that basically told me some, th- that told me some things. Cause I thought uh, once, once Leia started playing some other classics that it might get a little bit closer and it didn't really. Um, not that I think Dorothy should be much closer. I just thought, you know, spread out amongst the voters. She might get a few more. And it looks like all three of us voted Leia. So good job there, guys. Uh, the more interesting one is Hermione versus Elle Woods. Uh, it also broke out 15 to 4. But Amalia just... The, I hate to break it to you. Wonder Woman's not the hill you will die on. It is Elle it Woods, will. apparently. Because <laughs> um, Amalia voted Elle Woods while Jane and I voted uh, Hermione. Uh, I knew Hermione was going to win, so I had to just pull for Reese. Okay. So. so that was just the uh, make pad the stats a little bit vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to seem like it was a rigged election, you know. It's not Venezuela. <laughs> so. I don't uh, know who Russia would vote for between Hermione and Elwood. <laughs> oh, that's oh, I don't know. Tough. Probably L. Abstain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Is that, I guess... It's not surprising to me that Leia kind of chomped her way uh, and demolished her way to the championship uh, matchup. 
it mm-hmm. kind of a surprise just based on who was on her side. I figured Dorothy was the only person that stood a chance on Leia's side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of shocked that it ended up being Hermione versus Elle Woods on the other one. I am too. So shocked. Yeah. It's, like, um, uh, yeah, it's weird. I mean, I, I think like Jane's argument, I feel like Hermione is definitely a, a candle of our generation that got, got carried up, but then you've got Leia. I mean, surely everyone's, you know, a lot of people are Star Wars fans, but. I mean, I, I guess, like I said, if you pulled multi-generation, I think it would be Leia, Scarlet, Holly Golightly, and Dorothy. And I thought there was a chance we were going to actually get that because Holly Golightly right. and Scarlet were on the side that. Hermione and Elle Woods were on, so yeah, uh, it just didn't pan out that way. Interesting. Around, around shy. So, anyways, I guess that speaks to the voter pool. Not, not saying that's wrong or anything, but just that you know, again, mostly younger voters, mostly my age voters, plus or minus five years, um, and yeah, they, at least in I those think- two, favored the more recent ones. I think you also would have had a different pairing if it was Leia versus Elle and Dorothy versus Hermione or something. Like if that mm-hmm. final two matchup would have been different. You had I two will... very old icons against each other, I think. So that's old, a good point. Old. <laughs> that's a good point. So that, I mean? that, to me, that does tell me that it's not as just like, oh, I've seen that movie more recently. I like that more. Because almost everyone I texted the final four to said, is that really the final four? <laughs> right. Dor- Dorothy would beat the other two. So it's uh, not, that's yeah. a good, so it wasn't just, oh, that's an old movie. So there is some yeah. identifying and iconic, like identifying some sort of iconic nature of these that did cause Hermione and Elle Woods to beat Holly Golightly and Scarlett O'Hara. Cause I right. like the vast majority of people were like, I can't believe that. I mean, whoever wins the Leia Dorothy one should win because Dorothy and Leia are better than the other two. So that yeah. that's a good point. I'm glad you mentioned that, Amalia. So let's end this show and talk about who actually won this thing. I feel like people can guess based off, uh, you know, some of the things we were dancing around there. But we had Leia versus Hermione. Uh, fitting in a way, like two of the largest franchises and media, fran- you know, both movies and, I mean, not that Star Wars has books that are anything on the level of Harry Potter, but they just have so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just built a land, <laughs> like a park, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, so they both have their own little worlds that you can go visit and be a part of. So I guess that's not surprising. Maybe I maybe I discredited Hermione uh, and just what the backing of the Harry Potter, um, everything rela- related to Harry Potter would mean, you know, as far as I- iconography. Um, so does that make sense? Like if you look at it from that light, is it, is, should we have been tracking Hermione making it this far all along? Yeah. I mean, I think any, any character that has so much content to pull from is, is a little bit going like at an advantage. Yeah. Um, so it's, I think it's, it's not unreasonable that she made it to the, maybe the final four to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, maybe the very finals, it's a little surprising. A little farther than you would have gone. I think we yeah. all agree there. Amalia, yeah. any anything there? I think it seems odd because of um, the distance and the time from Harry Potter being out. But I mean, when we look back at it years from now, 
this essentially will be the Star Wars for our generation. This mm-hmm. is the thing that people were busting down the doors to go see and be a part of. So right. this, I mean, it fits. Will they though? Sense. Because it's so, it kind of dovetailed in and then ultimately became eclipsed in terms of box office numbers by the MCU. So when, we, when we're removed and they're so close together, it's almost like the bigger, and, and I, I'm just talking from movies, so maybe that's yeah, maybe it's apples to oranges. Actually, I don't know. yeah, I think it is. Honestly, I don't think it's yeah, it's the same. Um, as I will as still think, I will still think Harry Potter over it too. Like I yeah. just it because I think in in hindsight we'll think of the Marvel universe, but that is like not. Where, like, Harry Potter is one thing, right? Like, it's yeah. it's the same characters. Like, I can't really... It's not fair to say, like, oh, yeah, Ant-Man and then Iron Man. Like, yeah, sometimes they're together, but they're... You know, like, I, I think there's just a difference. While it's a, it's not exactly the same... I mean, it's a franchise, but it's not... It's a it's loosely not a story connected line. one sometimes. Right, but yeah. It, but that's the thing. It is a storyline, and it is pretty... I mean, it's it's not all that loosely connected sometimes I, yeah so but it's a little forced <laughs> from, a, from a movie perspective I, I think there's an argument obviously from like a worldwide phenomenon perspective Harry Potter wins in a landslide um, just cause if you add in the money and value of the books and Pottermore and Harry Potter world has been out longer than you know Star Wars world or whatever I'm sure MCU world is coming uh, to you and eventually Westworld will and we'll all get to you know. <laughs> wow it got that turned dark yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just interesting uh, interesting discussion there let's get to it though Leia versus Hermione how'd you vote we'll do we'll reveal it that way how did you guys particularly vote go ahead Amalia. Jane oh okay oh who's okay I'll go then it's just a <laughs> ha uh, I voted for Leia and I also voted for Leia. And I also voted for Leia. And <laughs> I will what? tell you... Had, we are Spartacus. Had, um, had two of us gone the other way, hmm. it would have been, and voted Hermione, it would have been in a tie. And then oh, I would have to figure something out. So uh, Leia won 11 to 7. So it ended up being pretty close, actually. That's, that is very close. A little closer and, than I thought. And be. the only reason it was 11 to 7 is because I called it basically based on the number of voters that I had. I just needed someone to get to 11. So three people didn't even respond. In theory, <laughs> uh, all those people could have voted. Or maybe they responded. I just didn't add them once I got to 11 on the final one. Uh, in theory, all three of those could have voted for Hermione, and it could have been 11 to 10. So, Wow. Interesting. Uh, we've talked for so long, so I won't necessarily ask you know, how this all wraps up. I feel like the, the Rushmore discussion was a better kind of gauge on how you would have done this if you were given the keys and didn't have to factor in other voters. But just, was this a interesting, fun exercise? Maybe that's a little self-serving question. Just final thoughts on this tournament. Amalia, you can go. I will ask you to go first this time. <laughs> okay, I will oblige. Um, boy, am I glad it's over. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, it was really good. I think we uh, we definitely like worked our way down, and I'm really surprised a lot of the votes. So I think it was really interesting. Um, I think you had a good you had a good pool of people to vote from. So 
I'm glad it turned out the way it did. And that Leia won? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get more iconic than that. I mean, every every girl who's even before they've seen Star Wars knows what those like two little buns on the side of your head is. So it's very get more iconic than that. Jane, what about you? Um, I think it, it really opened my eyes to like how difficult it is to de- describe iconic mm-hmm. because I was often like trying to fight against like what one do I just like more and right. <laughs> and that's always like a difficulty um but you know I think it's fun to put people in all different genres against each other and see where the the kind of opinions lie um it's interesting that like more of the like action people kind of ended up being in the end the the things that we see more iconic but also all of the like all of the women i feel like had complex characters and so they weren't like one-dimensional and i think the ones Mm -hmm. that were a little more one-dimensional you saw got knocked out earlier so um yeah yeah so like it's cool to kind of just see that like it is maybe if i was making film i would want to go for these strong women who are really like completely fully formed and not like reliant on some crutch of of why they're in the the film and giving them the time and the space to like be badasses and be smart but also be vulnerable is apparently what people gravitate towards so that's what i would do if i was making more films yeah well said by both of you uh i had a lot of fun doing this because i i think i've probably I've done my own character tournaments before. I think early on in like the first couple of months of the podcast did like a uh, spy movie spies and assassins and secret agents tournament on a mm-hmm. much smaller scale. This was a lot of fun. And I've done like last year I, or yeah, last year for the men's world cup, I did the animated movie world cup. And this was more fun than the movies. Cause it's pretty easy to tell movies like just general opinion, when you do like a specific character, it could be a really someone who is beloved from a movie that's maybe not so beloved, and then a movie that comes with a lot of extra stuff. But so maybe that kind of overshadows the character. Maybe the character wasn't as good. It was just it was more it was less predictable, I guess. Because uh, mm-hmm. as soon as I did the animated one, I knew Lion King would win, and it it <laughs> it hardly received <laughs> any dissenting votes ever. Uh, so God, really. Woo. That was a boring one to watch happen. This was fun. And even though Leia did win and that's who I thought would win, there were some really surprising matchups throughout. So I had a lot of fun with it. And yeah, I might do more things like this. And just final, final question. Most iconic men char- male character, Jane, off the top of your head, who do you think it is? Oh, man. Okay, shoot. Right Amalia, the over to you. James too. Bond. James, James Bond. Bond. Done. That's a good, Not yeah. a good question. answer. First thing that came to my mind. It is. Honestly, Indiana Jones is what came to my that's mind. That's what comes to so. my mind. I huh, picture that's funny. I picture the that's silhouette funny. of uh of Indy. I see the the hat and the whip. That's just when I think of iconic, I think of I picture the silhouette just, but of James Bond down the yeah, barrel of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like the James Bond answer more, but what came to mind was Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so I think you I would go with your answer over my own. <laughs> I think they're both good, and James Bond's a really good one. Uh, and we'll see. I might do that one at some point in the future. So we'll see if our. It'd be so funny if those two ended up being the championship. <laughs> wow. 
we that's just, amazing. We just predicted we the whole we thing. Just, we just pared down two weeks' worth of two-hour podcasts <laughs> into just like, hey, what do you think it is? Oh, it's this one. Okay, this. cool. Cool. Let's just do that. All right. Thanks yeah. for doing all that with me, guys. Thanks for joining me the last two weeks. Uh, of course. And I'm sure you two will both be on after you get a break from having talked to me for so much recently. Uh, you'll be back on in the future. Um, I really appreciate any time you guys come on. And yeah, thanks for thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having us. us. And to fun. the listener, keep living life a quarter mile at a time. I literally don't know what my episode's going to be next week, so I will figure it out. <laughs> or maybe I'll take a break for once. <laughs> Anyways, bye guys. <laughs>